Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Thrall, my companion is gone. I don't know what's become of him. Stand back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload. It's time to check underneath that bed, creak open that closet, what's hiding in there? It's an AWE Bull film! Jumping out at ya, he's back. We're taking on the first of our three UE Bull experiences. I am Nick Moore. Joining with me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and Mark. UE Bull strikes again. UE Bull remains undefeated. <laughs> we watched Blood Rain, the uh, the video game adaptation of well the character Rain. I guess her name is Rain. Blood Rain, uh, a half human, half vampire heroine who fights what may as well be Dracula, and all kinds of people die in their wake. Uh, this is the plot to Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. Just saying, <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, it is something to behold. I'm going to get it out of the way because I already know. I know neither of you liked this film. This is my favorite Uwe Bull film so far. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, this is the best it, nonsense I have watched in a very long time. I was I was genuinely uh, happy watching this. This was insane. You no. Know, <laughs> you know, the best Uwe Bull film is still Dungeon Siege because I at least laughed in genuine joy even if I wasn't supposed to. This, I was just like, what am I watching? <laughs> Wayne, since you look like you're just dying to get in a comment, <laughs> you chose this as the first of the three. How do you feel about getting this one out of the way first? I mean, do we really have to do three in a row? Can we not space them out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It was horrible. Oh, God. It was just pure horrible. There's nothing good about yeah. it. Nothing. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I push it, I could thing. say some sets were okay. And they put all their money into actors who clearly just cashed their check for the four hours it took to film their scene. Uh, scenes. I think the rest of the money went into whoever did the blood work. For the so copious amounts of blood. So much blood. Anything, anything like paper cut, someone was bleeding to death. Like it was just copious amounts of blood. The action, So the only good of this would be, it's a story I'm actually interested in hearing. It just wasn't pulled off, it wasn't written well, and it wasn't directed well. Okay. But there is something there of interest. Almost, right? I want to play the game to see how the game performs based on this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're more like a, like a 2D action style game if I'm not mistaken playstation one third person action there is there is side scrolling ones there might be yeah 
Mark, how about yourself? Do you have any positive to contribute at the get-go, or are we going to be digging for it? That was that was my. Uh, <laughs> like I said, the gore. You know, if you're a fan of gore, they don't really hold back while somehow holding back. Like, <laughs> there's a few shots that are like, "Wow, that was gory," and then a few shots where you're like, "I feel like they ran out of budget," or or very worried about the rating or something, which I don't know why, because no one can see this, but <laughs> it was just a few things where it'd be like, you know, someone would get stabbed through the eye, there'd be a close-up of that with the blade coming out of the back of their head, and you'd be like, holy cow. And then randomly she bites someone, and one time when she bites someone, she, like, rips out their throat, the next time it's like, is there even blood there? Like, it was just <laughs> all over the map. Interestingly enough, I agree that the concept of what they were talking about sounded like it could have been a really compelling story. Lost me along the way. There are a lot of questions I had about how certain characters were in certain places and how they even knew where to go. And uh, yeah, and maybe that's on me. Maybe it just didn't hold my attention. But well, I was just like, what? How'd they get there? I was intrigued to learn more when I saw the Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 4%. Because, <laughs> as I said, I enjoyed this film. So I thought, okay, maybe I'm filling in the blanks. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm crazy. It is possible. So I looked at the IMDb trivia. And the first thing on there, the screenwriter said that she got an angry phone call from uh, Mr. Uebel himself, demanding that she turn in a draft of the script while she was working on the first draft. So she turned it in and then went on to continue to work on it. And then called to hear, no, no, production's starting immediately. Your first draft is good enough. We're we're moving forward. And then proceeded to just rewrite the draft based off of actor input and Uwe Boll input. She says that the the finished movie has almost nothing to do with her script. Oh, boy. <laughs> I So there probably is a fascinating story that. in there to start. I absolutely believe that. She should upload that script. Wayne, I think you would find the IMDb of this more fascinating than the movie. I'm going to read off just some of the entries on here. These are fascinating. Michael Madsen called the movie, and I quote, an abomination, a horrifying, and preposterous movie. But Michael Madsen also added he really enjoyed working with director Uwe Bull and would work with him again if asked. Oh, God. <laughs> also, according to uh, Uwe Bull, Michael Madsen was drunk throughout most of production. You could kind of tell, I think. That explains his fight scenes. It explains, that explains all scenes. of his fight scenes. And his yeah. dialogue. There was just oh no emotion in, behind so, anything. And the long hair doesn't suit him. <laughs> like every single Uwe Boll film, top talent is brought in to give low-end performances across the board. Ben Kingsley is basically a robot. You have Ben Kingsley, and he does nothing with any emotion whatsoever. Five percent of that movie, he's sitting in a chair. The closest he gets to showing yes. emotion is when Staring. he gets stabbed at the end. He makes what I could only describe as his O face, and that absolutely killed me. <laughs> what What happened to Billy Zane's character? I that is a fantastic died. question. I think he died. No, in the most anti-climactic death. They just kind no. of. Why would you think that? But Billy Zane is a highlight of this film. Billy Zane and Meatloaf were the two standout performances <laughs> because, holy crap, do they have uh, fun with this film. 
They have mm-hmm. so much fun. Uh, Meatloaf was one of the Michelle few actors who were actually right into this. <laughs> into also, role. is his yeah. name really Meatloaf yeah. a day? Is that his name? I don't know enough about him. Is that because that's what it says on the opening credits? It said Meatloaf yeah. a day, and I thought, is this like a low rent knockoff actor it. of Meatloaf? And it really is. No, him. no, <laughs> yeah, that was Meatloaf. Also, uh, and fact, Michelle Rodriguez, the, the naked women that are surrounding him in his little castle there mm-hmm. were prostitutes because it was cheaper to hire them than actresses, apparently. Uwe Bull saving money where he can. Spending money on high-end actors <laughs> and sacrificing everything else. That explains oh a lot about that God. scene, He should have just used prostitutes for that all the characters. That explains a lot. Like, Michelle Rodriguez is, is in this movie, and I don't know what accent she's trying to do, but at least her character, weirdly, is kind of interesting. No. She's the most interesting character in this. No. Because she's torn because her dad is a former member of the order that fights vampires, who seems really bad at fighting vampires, but he's now a vampire. She still loves her dad. She's following in his footsteps, and he's trying to subvert the bad guy's plot by getting her to bring the things to him, and she's trying to stay loyal to Michael Madsen's character and her father and also trying to save the order. She's the most interesting character in the movie, except it doesn't come across. <laughs> I agree with all sure. that on paper. Her performance is unfortunately very wooden, but agreed as a concept. I agree. She has a fascinating arc. And if she was allowed to give a little bit more of like an over the top performance, like say, Billy Zane or Meatloaf did, she could have been really fascinating. Well, that's what that's what I it comes down to. Down by her, I blame Uwe Bowl. They, they had the I ingredients to make. They had the ingredients to make an amazing meal, and they burnt it. <laughs> okay, jumping ahead, Meatloaf getting killed by sunlight, where burned. he actually catches on fire. The fact that they cooked Meatloaf had me in tears, laughing. <laughs> Uh, I had the opposite Come effect on, of laughter. Come on, they cooked meatloaf. That's really yeah. good. I couldn't get over the fact that when they cut to the far I shot... I smirk at anything. When they cut to the far shot of that scene where he breaks all the windows and he gets burned to death, and they cut to the far shot, I'm like, look at all the shadow he could have just stepped into. <laughs> he is, he's, he's half a foot from not being in sunlight in every direction. Rain, next to him, Blood Rain, our hero, just throws a blanket over herself like my kids tried to not be woken up in the morning. He couldn't just do that? He's wearing a cloak. I told Christina when that scene happened, I was like, if if I'm a vampire, I would never have a window in a room that I hang out in. I know. (laughs) And they had stained glass windows everywhere. It's glass, it can break. (laughs) And like... I, I kind of think it's hilarious how she seems weak to all the things that happen to vampires, but when they throw the holy water at Sir Ben Kingsley and they shoot it right above her, well, apparently it doesn't affect her She's at all. She's no longer affected by water. By holy water or water? Water, holy they just water, put her doesn't in matter, water. liquid. No longer affected because yeah. she did the, the death trap thing so, earlier yeah. on. So, question about that, because that was actually bothering me through the whole movie. So, like, vampires don't shower, because they just, like, melt in water? They probably shower in blood. It's fine. Like, that's a thing? That's weird. That's a weird There's thing. There's lots it's of mythologies like, where just running water itself, not even holy water, running, running water, water hurts vampires. That I got. Well, all the water <laughs> that you see hurt them in this is running. It's always moving in some direction. Gravity uh, exists. Mm. That's... Fine. I have no oh, problem God. with that. Oh, 
<laughs> like I said, oh, I actually God. found a lot to enjoy in this. The action scenes are the best way I can describe it is Bad. the highest budget LARPing I've ever seen. It is incredibly right. amateur and messy and sloppy, but at the Except same time, it, there are LARPing better than it that. feels like a realistic fight half the time. The problem is like he did a lot of director directing choices where in in the action it would turn to this slow mo choppy yeah the stop motion thing I didn't vision and, and it just wasn't working I'm like what is the purpose of this style it it doesn't suit it and you can't see what the hell's going on the first time they do that effect I thought it was to show when she's crazed like a bloodlust yeah, thing but then I he did just not does like it again it. later yeah when I they did, did it at the beginning like it. I was like oh okay that's how you're showing like her being in a crazed state where she's a little bit jittery it didn't that work made for me. sense and then they it didn't work it. for me i think eh, fair enough because visually i was like it visually it doesn't look good and i can't see what's going on it's so stupid i think for me my problem with the action scenes a lot of them was it's like he was about to film it well and stopped because he realized <laughs> the actors are terrible because you'd get a nice wide angle you could see where everyone is in relation to each other the action's about to happen and then all of a sudden it's a zoom in of an actor going, and then a zoom in of the sword making contact and a zoom in of the blood going everywhere. And then the kill shots looked all they right. Cut, they zoom back out to the actor standing there with no blood on his sword. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Depending on the actors out of like the three main trio of the vampire hunters, you had mm-hmm. Michael Madsen, who's let's face it past his prime. I can relate. He's drunk half the time. I can relate. He's not going to look good in a sword fight. I can relate. So we're using camera things in slow motion to hide it. Michelle Rodriguez can fight and looked okay. The middle vampire hunter dude with the mullet, he seemed all right. Mm-hmm. The only other one that I felt almost bad for, the the main woman playing Blood Rain, she seems like she can fight. But those stupid weapons that the character has, those dual blades, seem like the most unwieldy right? things. But mm-hmm. I know that's what the character right? has in the games. So they're trying to be faithful to the game, but those are stupid weapons. You can only do I so much help but think with really that. dumb Baraka Mortal Kombat weapons. They're terrible weapons. But, that's not her fault. But that's the thing. I, I was like, wow, this is an instance where this doesn't translate well from video game to real life, apparently. Yeah. Or you need someone with a higher level of martial arts skill to pull it off. I because think that's the I don't know if that would help. I think it would. <laughs> They're just bad but, weapons. No, I've... I've <laughs> I've seen martial art movies where people make those things look amazing. Not that like. So, Cali Sticks is one thing, but these things are like yeah. Final Fantasy length. At a certain point, it becomes unusable. <laughs> but it would weapons. probably help. It would probably help. Again, I know they didn't spend any budget on choreography, but it probably helped. <laughs> they had you a know. whole montage of her learning how to fight. She is a vampire, so. And, vampire? <laughs> what? Ninety-eight percent of it, she's not using those Cali sticks fighting. She does. She's training with just a sword, breaks her weapon, which is why you never train with your weapon. <laughs> and they do the montage of her spinning around, doing flips, and throwing it. That's just before it breaks. I and she never that's gets exactly that weapon again. You train with it until it breaks in training. You don't die as a result. If that broke at the end fight with Ben Kingsley, she'd be in trouble. You found out it's yes, a weak but- weapon. Every time you use it, you put the wear and tear on it. <laughs> so if she's throwing it into, she threw those things into stone trees and then was smashing them against swords. Yeah, it broke. Stupid, stupid. But she 
she looks faithful to the character. There are too many films we watch where there's a good 20 minute stretch where I just lose interest and wander away. This would every two or three minutes, it would do something either funny intentionally or not, or stupid or sheerly entertaining that I stayed watching it. Like, what was it? She uh. gets into town, lures over a vampire who's going to bite somebody, bites that vampire, and five seconds after that vampire hits the ground, people just swarm in and loot the body. Okay. <laughs> Where is she? I got questions. See, this is this is part of my problem with the movie. <laughs> is So, let's, let's back up. So, she escapes from the carnival. Yes. And with that awesome punch to that she, one dude. I laughed. And she bites, bites, she bites, 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 bites a bunch of people, leaves their yes. bodies, runs away. For reasons, reasons, <laughs> none of them get up, but her friend does. And nobody in the entire carnival bats an eye, puts up a word of protest as three strangers ride in. Chop off the heads of their dead friends and light them on fire. It's like, wait a minute, what? They don't like, it's just a themselves. normal occurrence. This happens. I argue it is a happens. normal occurrence because vampires seem so common yeah. in this particular setting that they're like, oh, that person's a vampire. Well, I guess that's it. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. It's, it's like being in year seven of Walking Dead. See, so but here's, but here's why that's a problem. If it's that, If it's that normal, why wouldn't they do it? Like, that's why it bothered me. I was like, okay, either this is so common, you know what's going on here, so you should be doing it. Because, again, she escapes at night. It's daylight. So they've just been walking around the dead bodies. Or it's not that common because they're a traveling circus and maybe they're not. They're new to this whatever it is. And you just watch some random people behead your dead, your dead friends. That's and just bat, a Samaritan. Not an eye. <laughs> one person sees something, they step in and they help. But if twenty people are there, they all assume the other guy's going to do it. If it was, if this was a modern day film, they'd all have phones out recording it. They are all just going, "Oh, the guy next to me is going to do it." Brutal. That's how used to vampires they are. You are justifying the terrible movie. <laughs> are we done now? Is this over? I love that none of you brought up the fact that they stab her friend completely through. And then when yes. she's like, oh, yeah, my friend gave me these things and she freed me. And no, no one brings up, oh, what did your friend look like? Well, oh, yeah, we, we totally stabbed her in the chest. Yeah, she didn't make it. So my favorite part is <laughs> my favorite part of that whole scene is her friend clearly sees her in a bloody, vicious rampage. She's like, oh, hey, friend, I want you to take my, oh, God. <laughs> it's just, that scene actually made me laugh because I was <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Oh, God. The right. stupidest Moving way to die ever. More, more positives. The monastery. You have to admit, there's some fun in the bizarre troll-type character sitting in a chair that so, fights her for reasons that are never made clear and stops fighting halfway through to switch from his gigantic hammer to a spiked cudgel. He switches weapons mid-fight because his tactics aren't working. Oh, it definitely felt like a mid-boss, that's for sure. It did! It felt like a mid-boss fight. I'll give it credit there. Even though when he swings at her, she has her swords in her hand, and then when they cut back to her, they're just halfway across the room. Ah, totally buy it. Whatever. But, but yes. She beats him with very that awesome cudgel to the mid-boss. face. mid-boss. And then she has to, like, survive the trap room that fills with water, but when she, yes. like, I don't know, absorbs the the eye, 
she becomes immune to water. Yeah. How much more of a video However, game thing do you need than I get the item and now I'm immune to the thing that was damaging me earlier in the game? I that can now is, go through the know. moat to get to the castle. Right. <laughs> that's the the Zelda. Now <sighs> we can go underwater. Like that's I, I agree with that. Nonsense. I hundred percent agree with that. I love it. I agree. I agree. I, would, I, would say I a lot with the the nonsense. <laughs> Because like 2005, the fact that they're embracing these dumb video game ideas, I like that they had the the gall to say screw it, let's just do it. I didn't mind that. I <laughs> minded a little where her goal is to get out of there, and the priest is just like, "You should come with me now." And she's like, "Okay, here's my weapons. I'll come with you." Like what? Like what is happening? Are you on a mission or aren't you? That's a video game. Press A on the chat bubble. Press right, A on the chat bubble. Level. Move yeah. on to the next area. flashes on the screen and you just oh move my forward. God. You have defeated the boss. Come with you me if you want you to live. You blinked oh when it said God. level complete. You missed that on the screen. Yeah. I must have. I'm clearly, <laughs> clearly. Like the fact that the script is the plot for Castlevania 2, the body parts of the ultimate vampire have been scattered. His eye, mm. his heart, his rib, and you have to go collect them all. That's the plot of this movie. Yeah. I no longer need mm-hmm. Castlevania 2 adapted because I got this. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, would give, I would give someone a second chance to do that better. <laughs> the best adaptation of Castlevania is Castlevania 3, and it's already on Netflix. I'm happy with that one. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's true. But these fights, I, I, I know we've, we've touched on, but like the amount of blood, like you said, it's a lot. Of it's blood. like everyone is under severe pressure, and the second they're cut open at all, it just it spews out of them to a level that has to be seen yeah. as comedic for the people making it. Like, it has to be the people in production making this for Uwe Bull were trying to be over the top, and it succeeds mm-hmm. for me. I got a huge kick out of it. It's like that enemy uh, level blood flying out of people. It's and, like those zombies or yes. whatever in Symphony of the Night when you yeah. hack them, and it's like, ah, and it's just right. <laughs> The blood ghouls. And everyone's yeah. like that. Everyone's like that, though. Every human is yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah. Hey, the, the guy that human ben and Kingsley, vampire. Human and vampire. That, the guy that Ben Kingsley was always ordering around. Yeah, who is, is he? Yeah, what a is vampire? he? Vampire. No, he's a familiar. I don't know. Because at one point, Why? Billy so promises him, "You could join me, and I'll make you a vampire." And uh, he decides he not to a, be He loyal. put a lot of like. It, for a familiar, he, he he came across more of like a, a second-hand guy, like the second main he does. guy. And it's like, why would this yeah. human be a second main character? Well, doing and retracting what I said work? earlier on, Ben Other than Kingsley tells the day. him... I get the during the day parts. Well, Ben Kingsley even says to him that a damn fear should be no trouble for someone like you. So maybe he is a vampire? But then he's out well, that's just it. on that. But then he's out chasing them in that's... the day, and that's when we were like, wait, is he a vampire or not? Because he's, he's riding yeah. horses in the Yeah, day. I don't know. <laughs> Well, and I'm sure at some point in the script, when it was originally written, he was a vampire, and then in a rewrite, he was a familiar, because that's exactly what I thought. I was like, but then as the movie went on, I was like, well, really, what actually is threatening about either a vampire or a damn fear? Because normal humans are kicking their ass all yeah, over they don't, the place. They don't seem like they have super strength. They seem like they're just as strong as a, as a regular They're just human. harder to kill. That's it. Yeah. Or if they, so go into a they? Lust, if they go into a bloodlust. Are yeah, they? Okay. You know how many vampires <laughs> died they? without being stabbed through the heart? They're just like, yeah, I just cut you. You're dead. So maybe it's just that they're immortal and that's it. I, I think that's or it. Or maybe it's the more people immortal. you drink, the stronger you get. And that's why Ben Kingsley has 
I don't know, some degree of power? Maybe. Does he? <laughs> does what does he, he do? <laughs> but like what like I mean like, he was gonna win that fight at the end. Power Yeah, but that's skill. That's not power. That's his immortality <laughs> allowing him to train because again, in all fairness, the main character she's in a carnival. She's got no fighting skill. But she gets a whole montage. She escapes. She gets a montage of a day or two. Maybe let's call it a week. Let's be yes. generous. Let's call it a week. Let's call it a week. And then, <laughs> and then she goes to fight a guy. And again, because the plot makes no sense, she <laughs> says, I'm going to get the heart so I can stand a chance against him. But then she's captured. And then she says, I'm not foolish enough to believe I can stand against him, but I'll never <laughs> stop fighting. And really, had they not the determination, had they not done the "oh, my friend's missing over here, how can I escape prison?" trick, she's dead. Like they have sure. her dead to rights. And <laughs> why did they wait to escape if that was always on the table? <laughs> why did they wait? <laughs> like, okay, why, why? can we just touch on that's the best acting Michael Madsen has in this whole movie. Him and his buddy intentionally go, okay, we'll have to find another way in. Blow up the front door, let themselves get captured, and then when they're underneath, the like the one guy in the dungeon hides up in the ceiling like every movie ever, and Michael Madsen goes, guard, my friend seems to have disappeared. I can't find him anywhere. Could you come help? In exactly that level of acting. <laughs> and the guard and falls the for part? it. I, I couldn't believe it. it no. was a, and the other guy afterwards going, part. I can't believe that worked. <laughs> That's the best part. The best part is when the actors actually comments on the the failing of the script and it gets it makes it into the movie. Oh, I can't believe that actually worked. That's but the that best part. But that made it work for me. The fact that he comments on it afterwards took the ridiculously bad, obviously intentionally bad acting of that, but made it awesome. That is the most team extreme plan I've ever seen. The whole plan. Where the last two... We're the last two vampire hunters alive, so we'll storm the front gate because they'll capture us, not murder us. Okay. And we'll escape later. <laughs> yeah, the whole plan and is we'll just very escape later. We'll tabletop RPG. It, feel, it feels like they yes. someone had a great session of a, of a role-playing game and said, you know what, we should turn that into a movie. Well, Wayne, you Keep talked the same before, acting, too. You talked about Hitman before being they sat down and just wrote, what's the next cool scene, what's the next cool scene? I think this film was... On set, going and what should we do next? As they just try and write themselves this was Ed, This was Ed Wood. This was think, Ed Wood. That's exactly yes. what I thought to myself. I guarantee when I you, came a lot of these down. shots were first takes. Wait, oh, no word of a lie. I, when I sat down, guarantee to get ready to guarantee. sit with you guys, the first thing that popped in my head was Uwe Boll is the modern is the day modern Ed, Ed Wood. Wood. I hundred percent. And I kind of love him for it. Nope. I do. Uh, I do. I Ed Wood. <laughs> I hate we don't need another. I hate Uwe you don't need to remake an Ed Wood. <laughs> I think I'm becoming a fan. <laughs> oh, God. Here's what I. Here's what I genuinely will say. I, I haven't hated any of the stuff we've watched of his yet. But I can appreciate this much about Uwe Boll. He doesn't care. He's not making this for anyone but himself. That's I appreciate that about Uwe Boll. Because he doesn't care if it makes sense. He doesn't care if the acting was bad. He doesn't care if the action looks stupid. He likes it, so he's like, cut, print, next. <laughs> I think he does care. He's, he cares if he He's relentless. Likes it. He doesn't care if anyone else likes it. 
And you know yes. what? Good on him. He keeps convincing people yeah. to finance these films. I'll watch the rest of them. I'm down for it. Let's keep going. No, Let's do all of them. I have I no... I'll film has, movies like, like that. That's... Has Uwe Boll ever made a profit? That's my real question. Ah, Genuinely question. There are returns in my heart. Look at his IMDb page and he keeps directing and writing. He has to be turning a profit. Why would they give him that much material to make? I bet you he paid those prostitutes with just a credit. He's like, you'll be credited. You can change your lives around. Now you can say you're movie stars. I won't even pay you. All right. Continuing on about the great things that this cinematic masterpiece has to show us. Oh, dear. That's right. Doubling down. Oh, yeah. This film goes, we're not going to have any language, so we're going to triple down on blood and nudity throughout the entire event. The vampire party leading to Meatloaf? There is so much going on. You got people chained up that they've slit open, and they're just (laughs) using them like a keg and just pouring blood out of them. Tell me that didn't give you a chuckle. Come on! Not even a smirk. I, I, I see. I almost laughed until our two vampire slaying heroes Walk right walked past in them. unopposed, <laughs> I and know. I was just like, "Wait a minute! Wait, how did they get in? How did they get down there? Why is no one reacting to them? And is there a plan to fight their way out? And then they actually start fighting and winning their way out of there. I was like, "Vampires well, in this suck. and them fighting through." They're they bumping into each other and, like, missing enemies. <laughs> I know! Vampires are kind of useless in this film. It's they're, hilarious. No, they're vamp troopers. They're, they're, they are... But they're the good for storm, sex The stormtroopers of vamp vampire. troopers. Given those come-hither yeah. stares or just randomly having sex with their captors, like Blood Rain does with the mullet man in the middle of the three ba- vampire hunters. They oh, had you mean when zero build-up, zero chemistry... And then she just Our, wakes up, and they just have at it. And I think they really did it. Uh, hold on. Are you referring to the scene where she literally assaults him? Where she jumps him, throws him against the fence. He says, no. Then she rips off in his clothes, rips down his pants, and jumps on top of him, pinning him to the bar? That scene? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's the one. That scene? That's the scene. God damn. And he says no like, when she looks uh, like she's going to bite him. And then when he finds out that she's just kissing him, then he was fine with it. He said no to biting. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even realize uh, she was the same girl that played the awkward. Terminator. We figured that out halfway yeah. through the movie. Yeah, In fact, I didn't. While she was hanging, like, is that the girl that played the Terminator? Him, I was like, I went, I, I think, think that's the right. Terminator from Terminator 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I, the I stopped through. the movie. And now Arnold's wondering name. why he didn't sign up for Blood Rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to stop the movie to look up her name because I was like, man, she looks so familiar. Oh, yeah. And she was in a really bad Terminator movie, I think. I don't think that was one of the good ones. But, like, this movie gave you weird stuff like that. The underwater fight between her and Michelle Rodriguez. Don't even. Okay. <laughs> That's actually proof that Uwe Bull doesn't care. And here is why. <laughs> there is a shot of Michelle Rodriguez coming out of the water, and the two guards are standing there looking at her. She gets yanked back into the water twice. They never come to hell. Blood Rain bites her, gets the heart, and just goes, ha! Well, first she snaps her neck, then she, she bites ri- her. She, she just rides, oh, is that what happened? I don't even know. I, I was just like, wait a minute, what are the two guards doing? 
nothing because she just rides out of there. He just forgot that there were two guards. He just forgot. I think they just went, he oh, crap, she's dead. Two people. We have nobody, and they left. Oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever happened to – they had the same fate as Billy Zane as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they, they just they were forgotten. disappeared off yep. screen. <laughs> the scriptwriter they, forgot they about forgot them, to... and they vanished. Yeah. Yeah. They, should, hey, they forgot to write another scene. As a DM, That's all I can't happened. even tell you how many NPCs I forget about the second you guys lose interest in them. So mm, I sure. understand. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I forget NPCs <laughs> even when you have interest in them. I don't. Do you know why I don't? Because unlike a director who could look at the dailies and see <laughs> and goes into an editing room to splice the film together and is like, oh, whoops. Better not have a reshoot there. Look, all and I know is this film came this to an Ed end Wood. with Blood Rain on the throne and and I looked at Corinne and went, I kind of want to know what happens in the sequel. There's two more yeah, movies. No, no. I know. There are. I'm mildly curious where they take <laughs> yep. it next. Is it, does he do? I he doesn't ask, direct is it the them, same though, actress? I have no idea if he directs the sequels. I don't but even know you if it's the same actress. It's not the same actress. I don't it think it's the same actress for either of the two films after. Might not be. <laughs> but uh, remember, Dungeon Siege has sequels with Dolph Lundgren. This could also have equally exciting sequels who knows you know the interesting oh part God. is i would check out those sequels if they're not to be bull you only because say i still that think the you world... know we're not doing sequels yet <laughs> no but i think the world has something there it's just it they didn't pull it off so maybe the sequels capture something a little better maybe it also could if be they worse. only get better i'm down for it because i enjoyed this one but the second one sucks I i'm definitely not know. trying three <laughs> so i realize i am very much in the minority here but this oh, was yeah. a solid, entertaining film for me. I'm not calling it good. It's not well-made necessarily, but it's fun. Necessarily. Minority is more than one. I legitimately, unironically enjoyed this. This was an entertaining film for me. I was, not, I was only bored during the brimstone sequences for like a good 10 minutes. I was like, ah, do something. Go forward. The rest of the film, they were constantly doing something that made me oh. laugh or literally slap my knee. This movie's a literal funniest thing for me. Just saying. The funniest thing about this movie for me will forever be, it's not well made, necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, the main takeaway, <laughs> uh, the, one, the one big takeaway from this film for me is... When we're doing these podcasts, actually, don't watch it a week ahead of when we're doing the podcast. Because oh, then I have to keep it. this piece of shit in my head for one week <laughs> and remember this stuff. Where Mark, brilliant, you just watched the movie and then hopped onto yeah. the podcast. It's fresh, it. you just flushed watch it, Watch it, right? this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I had to stare at this it. turd in the toilet for a week in my head, and now I can flush yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished watching it and came down immediately to have this conversation. Oh, I'm riding the high. I learned film. my lesson. <laughs> next yeah. pod, next to yeah. we bowl, I'm going to watch it while we're on the podcast. <laughs> so, to quote Michael Madsen, while this film may be an abomination, I'd watch another Uwe Bull if you asked me to. Well, unfortunately for Wayne and I, you've asked I, us to. You, so, and I have way, asked you to. Way, way, <laughs> and we yes. have to because you've asked us to. Your delivery was much better. So, when we come back, we are going to watch Alone in the Dark starring Christian. I used to have a career Slater. We're going to see if that one has the highs of Blood Rain 
were the lows of I don't even know what because I've enjoyed everything Uwe Bull showed me so far. You want me to take the highs and lows? Because like, really, it's Dungeon Siege high and, and Blood Rain low because this is awful. <laughs> oh, God, shoot me. We thank you again for joining us on Press X Reload. I've been Nick Moore. With me, as always, we're Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen. Maybe maybe that we'll see you next time. Courtesy of Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> a better one. Bawoosh. There's your Fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Don't fix it. Ooey Bull wouldn't. <laughs> a hot steaming bowl indeed. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next stage.